Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower and inspire Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting your journey, this podcast is dedicated to providing CrossFit news, education, and inspiration because we love this sport. I've got Rick Stevenson with me today. Rick, it's the Open. We just started. How are you feeling? Hello, Jason. Feeling pretty good. This is a fun time of the year, and we knew we were going to be excited when 23.1 rolled around. I totally agree. I look forward to our podcast through this CrossFit Open season because there's so much to talk about. There's so much like good stuff, slightly controversial stuff. Like We could extend this to three to four hours. In fact, you and I just talked for a half an hour just chit-chatting about all this stuff. Like, gosh, we should just press record. So that's what we're doing. And to kick this off, guys, we have some news and updates that we picked up this week. Rick, what do you have for some news and updates before we jump into, obviously, the CrossFit Open 23.1 announcement and workout and all that? What are some news and updates? Absolutely. If you are a, a fan of just watching Dave Castro's little weekly YouTube clips, does them probably every week, like a week in review, just hits record and talks about what he's been up to. He had a little note a couple of weeks back that something he thought that he would be rolling out for, really for all of us, for the community, not necessarily for individual athletes. But he brings a lot of groups, groups, SWAT teams and such to the ranch for training that he'll roll through. But what he said what was interesting is he'd really like to open up the ranch at some point for the community, not for the individual elites, to come back and do over the course of a weekend, a replay of the original CrossFit games, do the chipper, do a version of a trail run, and the CrossFit total. Just a way for everybody to come together, not any other type of competition other than just to have some fun, some community, and everybody get together. And for a lot of people, myself included, never been out to the ranch. It's always been one of those kind of curious what it looks like. And I, I know when they hosted the uh, coronavirus uh, games in 2020 there, you probably saw a lot more on that broadcast than we had ever seen what the grounds looked like. But he said if he can pull it off, he'll make another announcement. And it's just nice. It would be something for all of us and not for the elite individuals. So probably a first come first serve sign up, I would bet. That would be a nice bucket list activity to, to especially for someone like you, for like me, we've competed at the games at the mature level of the games. it's The games have been around for well over a decade and it's all refined. To go back to the place where it was rough and dirty, mm. just and grungy and messy, to do some of those workouts there in the dust, in the in that foundational place, yeah, I think that would be really cool. And being the RV guy, I'm, I'm just thinking in my mind, like, yeah, let's just go out there. We'll park the RV on the land out there because he's got so much land and maybe there's some boondocking. I don't know. It could be, be really cool. Be a fun experience. You're uh, right. Absolutely. Bucket list. Really cool. Bucket list kind of idea. But we have, keep other, an eye out. we have other things on our plate right now, don't we? We keep an eye out on that. One of the things that we did pick up on, and probably a lot of our listeners know, but there's a few big names that are out of the elite field for the 2023 season as well. Besides Tia Toomey, obviously with pregnancy, who else do we have, Rick? What was uh, revealed this week was interesting was Travis Mayer on the men's side. I think he's been there, nah, I should have my numbers in front of me, but he has quite a long streak of games appearances, but he said he hurt his wrist or hurt his arm at the end of Wadapalooza and a lot of treatment, a lot of rest. It just wasn't getting better. I'm sure it wasn't his decision entirely to pull out and rest this entire season. So he's one of those personalities that's always fun to watch and cheer for and to not have him in any part of the game season will be a little different this year. 
Travis is definitely one of those guys where you look out there or you watch him on TV. It looks like he just looks like an everyday guy. I think he has four kids. So yeah. I don't know. He's got a he's few got a, kids. Got a least, but, yeah. but yeah, he just, he's not a guy that pops his shirt off. He's, he doesn't look huge, but he can snatch like 300 pounds. But he just looks like this everyday, normal looking guy who happens to keep up with the best in the world. So yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Travis. That's a bummer. And that is definitely one of those risks that I know that I take in the off season, quote unquote, we do the Legends Championship, which is in December. Guadalupe, I do, which is in January. And those are two back-to-back, you know, high intensity, huge effort experiences. And you, you whenever you're doing that, you're putting yourself at risk. And it's just a month. Water, yeah, a month. Yeah, Guadalupe is yep. just a month before the Open. So yeah, it's. I always get through those, or at least the past no. couple of years, I've been there three times. Just okay, all right, I'm feeling good. Okay, thank goodness. Yeah. I saw that Haley Adams made the announcement that she is out for the season as well. Her choice, um, yeah. I was able to train with her a bit at Mayhem when I was there in the fall. And she's just the sweetest thing. She's fairly quiet. She's a hard worker, probably the hardest worker I've seen there. She just comes in, gets the work done. And I I, I didn't see this coming. There were no hints to anything like this. But at the same time, given what she shared on social media, that she's you know, felt a lot of pressure and had some experience with an eating disorder. And there's just a lot of different things pulling at her. She's going to take the time off this year. Even the day of the Open, I saw her post either to her story, maybe it was to her feed, but she just said, it feels so good to wake up this morning and just be on this side of that announcement. I think she feels a breath of fresh air, not having that pressure. And I I absolutely hope, and I think we'll see her back, but good for her for just being smart about her own, really her own mental health and well-being for the long term. Another name, probably not as known, but Lucy Campbell. Also announced she wasn't going to be participating in the season this year, again, due to a wrist injury. She had a pretty nice break rookie year last year at the Games. She took a couple of wins, took away a couple of wins, including the swimming event. And again, injuries are part of the sport. It's going to take some time to heal. But the amount on the women's side of these young, younger and up-and-coming athletes to have one pull out because of injury it's a shame to see but no lucy campbell this year and you mentioned cara sanders i'm not sure did you know why she just is taking just, time said, off this uh, just will not be participating this season so that's right i remember now i remember that yeah. that's why i didn't know because yeah. that's, no, all, she that's said. all she said that's those are some interesting updates and news that we've got coming just a couple of days prior to the open we learned some of these things now as we get into the crossfit open announcement 23.1 announced noon Pacific time on Thursday. And I had a feeling that it was going to be a repeat. Dave Castro threw out there his classic hint. And it was a it was an arrow to the left, a red arrow to the left. Okay. And, How did you interpret you know, there was that? ideas that it, 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 I interpreted it. I just went all deep with it. I thought maybe it's a throwback. It felt like we're going back in time because okay. it was backwards. And I was like, all right, we're going back. That means it's a repeat. And I just thought we're at 23.1. That means we'll probably be doing 13.2. That would just make sense. It's 10 years. It's a throwback. Like We could just do that with the numbers, and that could be really cute. At the same time, there's absolutely no logic on why we would start with that workout. So I held it loosely. And when they announced that it was a repeat, I was like, of course it's a repeat. I knew it. I'm so smart, as if I actually know anything. But (laughs) it was a repeat, and that was great. And then they announced 14.4 as – I was, my jaw dropped. I couldn't believe it was that workout. It was, for me, 14.4 was the first CrossFit Open that I did, and I was four or five months into CrossFit. And I just remember that being the 
test of tests that year. I think they're all really hard that year. Right. They always are. But the fourth one had ring muscle-ups, and I could not do a ring muscle-up yet. I wasn't even close to ring muscle-ups that year. So I was very proud of myself that year when I did get myself all the way to the rings before the time cap. But with just a couple of seconds, I just looked at the rings and just stood there. There was no chance I was even going to try to hang from the rings or, or make an effort. But I just remember it so distinctly. And it was really fun for me to go 10 years back to my very first CrossFit Open and open with that this year. Okay, that's really cool to be doing something that old and see how far I've come over the years. What were what was your initial reaction? Unlike you, I've absolutely given up with Castro's clues. I think I was asked by a couple of people this week when they they came out. I just I'm done guessing. I cannot never figure them out. So we'll see what he does. Obviously, he's working with Adrian Bosman to to have some fun with us throughout the week. But I was excited to see that come out. I had done that also back in 2014. I, I, it was back then. The argument was if you're going to put in something so technical like a ring muscle up, you better put it at the end. So everybody can at least participate up until that point, post a score, put in a tie break so you can race. If you know you don't have a ring muscle up, you're going to race through to the cleans, race through the cleans and at your score. The uproar came, I think, a year later when we started a workout with the ring muscle ups. And again, you remember how this community reacts. Uproar part two. How on earth do you expect us to start the workout with the ring muscle ups? But this wasn't it. It was exciting to see. I was very excited on giving this one another test. Unlike you, who did do it, I know you'll talk about this a couple of years ago. It's been a while, if ever. I don't remember retesting this one. I love the design. I think it's fair. It's a time cap that allows the elites to really push the pace and move through one complete round and see how far they can get into the second round. But it lets everybody pretty much move through it if you have most of the movements. And I did in training, do this workout about three years ago. What I what was really interesting is I was just getting into sharing things on YouTube a little bit. So I recorded the entire workout because I was excited that it was part of my training. It was assigned from Mayhem at the time for my training. And I was like, ah, oh, this was one of the first open workouts I did. I can't wait to retest it, see how far I've come in seven years at that time. And I got through it. And got back to the rower, was really excited. I wasn't even planning to get back to the rower. So I, in the video, if anyone watched it, I actually had to go back and set up the rower again because I'm in my garage. I had to move it out of the way for the rings. But I really had a good time. And in that video, when I was deciding to put it up, up on YouTube, I put myself up on the screen next to the original announcement race between Scott Pancheck and Josh Bridges. So it was me against them, and like they were ahead of me the whole time, of course. But I kept up to an okay pace. And really, it's amazing to think those guys were some of the fittest guys on the planet 10 years ago. And I'm not sure if they got – I don't think they got through the row. They got really deep. Scott may have gotten off the row, but not far at all. And this year, the it's the expectation that if you're an elite athlete, you're getting off that rower and getting a big chunk of toes to bar out of the way. But it really is fun to have this workout pushed out there and get the whole world like, hey, this is what we did 10 years ago, and it's still incredibly relevant right now. Now, let's talk about the actual announcement itself. So it's in Spain. The announcement happens. I think it's I think that was super fun. And one of the things I liked was that they had a athletes 
demo the workout first or do the workout first while the elite athletes did it second. So one, that keeps us all engaged a little bit longer, but it sets maybe a more reasonable expectation for more everyday athletes. Although these athletes that went first were exceptional. They they were also very good at this. And then to see the elites come in there and just effortlessly crush this thing. I thought that was really fun. There was some controversy around the loading of the women's weights. What what do you know about that, Rick? What did you and what do you think about that? I was very surprised. I watched the open announcement like you did. I'm glad that they sent the athletes our population first and not all together. Like I think they've run an, another open announcement where they just lined everybody up and then you really saw the differences because here this was, I think a legitimate race for some pretty equally skilled athletes, mere humans like the, like us. But yes. the, I woke up the next day and I had a notification from, I don't know, morning chalk up or something like that that said Laura Horvath and Gabby Magala and the other lady's name all have their scores taken away and they're going to have to redo it because it's nobody's fault other than CrossFit but they loaded the bars wrong and then you get into the article and you see the difference in kilos and how short they were by just I think four or five kilos or something like that and I, I was stunned reading that I thought an open announcement they're really working on bringing all the excitement back they had their eight a team out there for from the media side the production value i thought was pretty high they did a nice job of presentation and then you forget to load the bars correctly really are you kidding me but Brutal. everybody makes mistakes so i don't want to cast too many stones but oh you just had to double check <laughs> do the math you got one oh, job just one job you have someone has one job now I, there's been the debate a little bit about should the women have known or should the women have known before the workout because the reality is at three, two, one, go, they do the rowing, the toes bar, the wall balls. By the time they get to the cleans, even if the bar doesn't look right, that they're just, it, it, this is live. It, you're never stopping in the middle of competition, competition to say, this bar's not right. Oh, That's no, just exactly, not going to happen exactly. there. But if they glanced at it beforehand, they would have known because they count in kilos. Yep. This is the European crew right here. They count in kilos. Like I know that for me, I can look at a barbell and tell you, oh, that's 115, that's 135, that's 155, right. that's 95. We know. You just look at it. I know. And if it's if it doesn't look right, maybe there's a shorty bar. There's been times in competition where yep. there's a 45 plus a 5 on the and side. Every, I'm like, wait a minute. Everybody's screaming. That's oh, that's a shorty funny. bar. That's, but then when yeah, it's a shorty yeah. bar, you understand. Exactly. So could they? did they know beforehand, oh, those that's the yellow plates. Those aren't right or whatever. But it is somebody ultimately the responsibility. Somebody like Laura's and Gabby's level, I think, should be able to tell the difference. I just a thousand. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just I found it uh, a little comical in the big scheme of things. This is week one of a long season. It won't matter. They're highly skilled enough that it'll just probably be part of Laura's training and over this weekend, knock it out again, crush it, put a post a great number, stay healthy, move on. That's all you have to do. But barely an inconvenience. It gives us more to world. talk about. <laughs> it does. Literally, it's just entertainment yeah, right there. It's our form of uh, entertainment. One of the thoughts that I had about this open announcement or the fact that we're doing 14.1 as a repeat, like you said, historically, they would people would be a little bit upset. Oh, it's the fourth workout of a five-week open, and they already have ring muscle-ups in it. That's normally you would say that for the very end. And historically, that's what we've seen. We've seen the most complex skills, save for the latter parts of the Open. The third round of the Open last year was when we, we saw tar, we saw chest-to-bar pull-ups, we Our saw muscle-ups, yeah. yeah. thrusters, of course. We have traditionally seen in this sort of new version of the three Open 
qualifier. Something very inclusive on week one, a little more challenging, but a lot of people can do week two. Week three tends to be super high skill or much higher skill, a separator. Yeah, higher skill. Yeah, higher skill. But they really, they threw us into the deep end of the pool on this first one. So the question comes up, does that take the inclusiveness out of this workout? Because there's 80% of the moms and dads that walk into a CrossFit gym can't do a toes to bar. They can row, but they can't do a toes to bar. Should yep. the first CrossFit, yeah, they can clean and they yep. wall balls, everyone can manage way through that. Does that take the fun out of this? Does it take the inclusiveness out of it? Or is going scaled? You pay $20 to enter this thing and you want to compete with the rest of the world, but you have to scale the first workout. What are your thoughts about that? I have some of my own thoughts, but I don't want to share them okay. until I hear I, what I, you think. I'm actually surprised that they went as skilled right out of the gate. I love the idea of the repeat, but I would think that you would save the repeat for next week. It, it could be, remember, if this is all Adrian's programming. We know this one wasn't. It gives him two weeks in the open to tie something all together. Use some of the equipment that's on the list. We were already talking about that in our gym this morning. Out comes the box or your your floor space for either shuttle runs or I would be shocked if they threw handstand walks in now since they've been so high skill in week one. I think that's handstand walking is safe for quarterfinals and or semifinals. But I think you have to really dial back the skill level next week because thrusters will be coming in week three with some type of chest bar or regular pull-ups, something like that. It's just a tradition at this stage of the game to finish with that. But we'll see what the community says, and maybe there will just be fewer RX scores as a percentage of your age group, if we're going to keep this to masters, than normal after one week. And I guess if you had the chance to do that, break those numbers down, you might find that that's the case, that there's a greater or the percentage of scaled is just a bit more after week one now than it was last year. I would put money on that for sure. And I think it's it CrossFit, this whole process is not a not a democracy. It's a dictatorship. So whatever comes down, we're just gonna do. And that's okay. It's it is what it is. I agree with you that I think that that first workout, like the specialness that I've always felt with the open is that with workout one especially, I think about last year where we had wall walks, which are somewhat of a high skill, but it's also a fairly safe skill. You People can, mortals can tend to do that yep. uh, if they've had six months of CrossFit experience. Wall walks, dumbbell snatches, and box jump overs. So that's, these are all movements that require a good level of fitness, but not super high skill. And the thing I used to really adore was like, I get to see how I do versus Matt Frazier. This is three or four or five years ago, or even earlier. I remember 14.5 was burpees and thrusters and I could do thrusters and I could do burpees and I remember watching an announcement and watching Rich Froning just machine his way through that workout and finish that thing when Sam Briggs was clearly going to win but he just held a pace and he won it and then I go to the gym and I'm like I am just going to machine this like Rich Froning and I take three times longer but it was really nice to see it took me 15 minutes that year and I'm pretty sure they were six yeah, and eight minute mark I don't remember minutes. where they were at yeah, but that was Below that was 10 a, minutes. That was I mean, classic. That was the all-champs workout, I think, at that time, wasn't it? Yeah, All-champs workout. That was just one of the funnest announcements, and I was brand new to CrossFit. But every year with that, I really enjoyed that idea that I could do something and see how I did in the same exact workout as the best in the world. Because at that time, and even now, like I can't do what Just Medeiros can do. I can't move as fast as Rich Froning. I watched his... 21.3 yesterday on YouTube. Wow, he is still a goat. Yep. He's so good at this. I can do these skills, so I can't compare myself now, but if 
five, six, seven years ago, I really enjoyed being able to see how I stacked up with the best in the world. And it always was just amazing. You'd watch you'd watch Vellner and Fikowski. I think they did what the dumbbell snatch burpee box jump over workout. Yep. I just remember specifically watching them do that, thinking, why are they going so slow? This shouldn't be that hard. Until you try it yourself. <laughs> and I almost died trying to complete that workout. But it's it's fun. So with this workout being this complex, I do you think this is a hint that this open will be harder than the rest and maybe Maybe this trend continues and there's more people doing scaled and have a leaderboard on the scaled Mm -hmm. school, but maybe more people will be scaled and maybe this will be a harder open. Or is this just a bit of an anomaly and maybe next week we see, like you said, something a bit more inclusive? uh, B, (laughs) your second, the anomaly side. I just really, I was at our gym yesterday, which was Friday and poked my head into the other side to watch a number of people try 2023.1 and just the energy and the excitement that you get from cheering on your friends, it doesn't matter really what the skills are. Again, the cream will rise to So depending on what comes out of the hopper next, we'll attack it. But having that camaraderie, even if you don't have every skill, you're still going to give it your best effort. And that's really, that's these three weeks. And that's what makes this this part of the season more, I'd say, more enjoy, enjoyable than higher stress. We just need to get through healthy. Yeah. Fair enough. So I'll say healthy yeah okay anomaly okay i'll take the other side of the coin and we'll just play with that i think that next week is going to be more complex i think we'll see i think next week we'll see either wall facing handstand push-ups or handstand walking over that length (laughs) and again maybe we're way off but just for the just for fun i have no skin in the game i don't care whatever they say we're just gonna do but i'll say it's gonna be harder let's do it one other question for you as someone who's approaching the 55 plus age group yourself so the 55 plus scaling, now this wasn't the scaled, but for the right, 55 the plus yep. RX division, there was a lighter wall ball for lighter barbells for both men and women. And the men threw a 20 pound ball, which is standard to a nine foot versus a 10 foot target. So in three years, when you get in that age group, what do you predict? Is that okay? Or is that age group want to be tested? Maybe this is more like a 60 plus adjustment. Does the 50, do the 55 year olds want exactly what the 50 year olds are doing? What do you think about that? I mean, be curious to ask, I'm going to have to ask some guys out there what they think about it, but what do you think? We both know a number of men and women in the 55 up category. And I was a little, you know what, the ones that we know are absolute beasts. So for them to get that type of a discount, it just makes the intensity, I think, that much more in a workout. They might have a mm-hmm. one foot less target or a 20 pound discount on the bar. That means they're just in their mind, probably going to go a little harder and try and get deeper into that second mm-hmm. round as they can. The open, you know, it, for since this is all masters focus, it's real interesting. Every competition seems to give discounts at different times or at different age group, age categories. The open has historically given discounts like this at 55. So when you said, should it be a 60, they're already getting it, but they've never, I could be fact-checked on this, but I do not believe they've ever given under 54, any type of weight breaks. It's always a 50 pound dumbbell. If they're doing 95 thrusters, then everybody's doing 95 thrusters. The discounts come here. Now you get into other stages of just CrossFit licensed events like quarterfinals, semifinals games, they're giving weight discounts and movement discounts across many age groups. Then you go to some of the higher level of off-season events like Wadapalooza or the discounts can, I don't think, be as streamlined. I think they're very much more random 
I've seen that in the past too. <laughs> and then Legends, yeah. yeah, Legends stands on its own. Masters Fitness Collective, since those are Masters only events, they're going to scale appropriately based on all the age categories, and they don't have an elite division to worry about to say, oh, they're doing this, so the Masters have to mm. do this. I think the Open has always been pretty standard, starting at fifty-five and up. Okay, and I'll tell you what, I feel good now. But ask me in a few years, I might be ready for a discount or two. Fair enough. And I'm eight years from that discount. Yeah, long so time. I, I got long a long time. time. I'm not going to worry about that now. Long time. Before I ask you how you did in this, I think you and sure. I should share how we did yeah. and, and what it was like. But one of the things we were talking about as one of our just straight up annoyances every year around the Open are the guys and gals that just absurdly post the most random and inaccurate scores on the leaderboard. Most of the time, it's someone that pressed that that forgot to to press scaled right. versus RX. But every year, there are just some you called them uh, leaderboard heroes. Leaderboard, leaderboard heroes. heroes. Yeah, <laughs> such a good name. When you're just like you, you look at the leaderboard, you're like, oh, okay, I'm doing pretty good. Who in God's name got 381 right. reps? And wow, if you're doing like, it scaled. That's excellent. That's awesome because we have a lot of folks in our community that are doing that. And that's what this is about. But just when you enter your score, just hit the scale button. It's not that difficult. And usually this all shakes out. The affiliate owners, when they go to validate everything, should do a double check. I think they do. Uh, but until Monday comes around or even Tuesday or Wednesday, when everything sh shuffles and cleans itself up, it makes for nonsensical leaderboards. And it's just more comical at this stage than any other time. So much. Okay. So Big reveal. What was this workout like for you? How did you do? And, and what was your plan going into it? How did I it tried go? to listen to as many of the tips from my coach as I could, along with some of the folks that I watch on YouTube. If the idea was not to come out too hot on the row, consistent, know yourself as an athlete on the toast bar. If you have big sets in you and 50 for you as an athlete is not an insurmountable number, then you take, you run your game there and you take big sets. If it's, if 50 is a decent sized number for you and you need to break into smaller sets, you go with that. Wall balls, the, if you've been training with heavier, the 30 pound ball or the 20 pound ball for women, and you have to now dial back to 20 and 14, this shouldn't have been too hard. I was able to knock those out in just a few sets. The cleans are really where you needed to buckle down and get those done. And I know we were talking earlier. I think I reached my darkest point when I was at rep nine or 10 and thinking that, oh my gosh, I have 20 more of these things. How am I going to even have time to do one muscle up? But you know, the numbers, if you're doing, I think the entire community as a whole did singles. I, I think Froning did singles, didn't he? In his video. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So mm -hmm. he's doing he singles. Did. Yep. Yeah. Every coach in America has been around the world has been saying, just do singles. It's, you don't save that much time. Got through those, the muscle ups. I would, I knew I was going to be tired work through. I finished with 12 muscle ups, but not according to the plan that I set out. It just got so hard. But once I got swinging on the rings, I felt good, good lockout, come down and you've already committed mentally to going into the next rep up. It's just when you drop, suddenly I found myself wasting a lot of time looking at the clock saying, I'm really not ready to jump back up. I should have, but I just wasn't ready. So I finished with 192. It was a good test. Happy to, happy to move on. Ditto that. Such a good test. I did a lot of math and a lot of soul searching on how I wanted to get through this one, knowing that every single element is a trap in this workout. That there's just mousetrap after mousetrap you can step on if you're not careful in a chipper like this. It's just long enough. There's just enough reps that you can mess something up. So I had this game plan pretty much dialed in, except for the ring muscle-ups. So I 
you could look at my phone. I literally had my calculator app open. My plan was two and a half minutes on the row, two minutes on toes to bar, two minutes on wall balls, two and a half minutes on power cleans. And that was going to leave me at the nine minute mark to start ring muscle ups. And just at how I broke it up on the row, I held a 14, 1500. And that went as planned, got to the toes to bar, went 16, 14, 10, 10. That was as planned. I'm pretty good at toes to bar. So that was, I could have gone bigger sets, but I planned to keep that heart rate under control and just make sure that I wasn't overdoing anything. Got to wall balls. I did 16, 14, 10. Really no big deal. Wall balls felt great. I trained with the 30 pound a lot, like you mentioned. So going to the 20 just felt amazing. In the RV here, I only have a 30 pound wall ball and it's just disgusting. But 20, it makes 20 pounds so much better. Then I got to the power cleans and I just watched the clock the whole time I was on power cleans to try to make sure that I stayed under the nine minute mark and was so excited to finish power cleans at 8.53, I believe, that I just, I had two, I had two plans for the ring muscle ups that I thought I would just call an audible on the spot. I was either going to go 6.5432 to get to 20 or 4.4444. Four, 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 four. Either one of those were going to be a great strategy for me. And th this is a packed out gym here in Baton Rouge. I was like, ah, oh, I feel really good. I've got lots of adrenaline. I'm gonna just go ahead and do a set of six. And I did six and they felt pretty good, but it was a mistake. It was, for me, that was a mistake. Um, I, I stepped on a mousetrap and I got caught because when I went for my set of five, I only did four because I was tired, <laughs> very tired. And I ended up doing from there three, two, two, one, two, something like that, but took a lot of time. Like you said, glancing at the clock thinking, oh my God, I'm taking so much time, but I'm dying. I'm so tired and I'm not sacrifice a missed muscle up, a no rep. What I should have done is just a steady set of four, five sets of four, paced out every 30 to 40 seconds. I think I could have done that. And if I were to repeat it, which I will <laughs> never repeat this workout unless, unless someone to. tells me to, I would... And I thought, yeah, unless something puts a gun to my head, I'll just, I would have just done fours. It'd be so smart. And then I got back to the rower and I rode a 16 to 1800 for that last minute. And that is the most awful thing. It's just, it's the worst. And uh, my, my judge was great. He's a trainer. He trains uh, a lot. His name's L. If some of you know him that are listening, he's out of Go CrossFit in Baton Rouge. And he's just a great guy. And he was just in my ear on the row. He's Jason, just hold this. You got this. Just hold it. And I was dying it was one of those where you just fall off the rower and lay on the ground in agony for at least a minute but it was satisfying i mean it's i, I love a workout like that and open workouts always leave you on the ground in a way that that no other training does one you're performing and so the pressure's on the lights are on you it's time to it's time to give it a go and give it your very best but they're they're just strategically built in such a way that the compounding effect of the row toes to bar wall balls power cleans those ring muscle-ups, the hardest ring muscle-ups that you'll do, period. And then if you get through that, oh, you just get to finish on a rower or get through the row and go to toes bar. It's just this cumulative nowhere effect of absolute exhaustion. Uh, to but hide. I woke up no. this morning, nowhere to hide. That's such a great way, nowhere to hide. So what a fun way to kick off the 2023 CrossFit Open season. Rick, picks of the week. As we wrap up, what is a pick of the week for you, or pick or a tip, tip of the week. I'm just going to title this one the phrase of hammer home the fundamentals for all of us masters that have been out there really trying to train the last few months, knowing having everybody having a different plan for what they consider a successful season. It, it is now time to 
pay extra attention to the little things, depths and lockouts and preparation, even from a non-physical standpoint, but running your camera, setting everything up, just making sure that things record and you can upload so that you're not caught flat-footed when you actually are required for something like that down the road. But a lot of just the, do the little things right because a house that's not built on a solid foundation can tend to be a very shaky house. Wear the right color clothing when mm. you're doing squats, overhead squats. Don't leave it up to watching a video to try to determine if you've reached depth. So make sure your overhead walking lunges, you're in a good position that you're fully stacked. Little things. I think we can all move forward with working on the fundamentals as we move through the year. I love that. Yes. I love that. Is that yes. your dog you know him. in the I background? Apologize. I just hear your he's, dog. Say, he's, he's just trying to he's chime in. Big into fundamentals. Oh, it's no problem. I just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna share this. Yeah. He's gay. He's got a strong opinion yes. on it. I just gonna share this quick story that Rick and I were hanging out last year after the games. We were driving through Cleveland, and so went over to Rick's and did a little workout at his gym, and going over to Rick's house and having some dinner, which was really nice. And this sweet puppy, so nice, jumped up and like nearly took a chunk out of my butt just bit me right on the butt and rick was so embarrassed and so sorry and i was like rick my dog has bit every person that's coming he close doesn't. contact with it so this is a cute little puppy he doesn't bite i don't know what the heck i know he that, yeah that's what you like say it's, he only bites no, we should, we should invite yeah let's get justin medeiros over there let's see him chomping that so, was yeah, awesome it was really I shut the door He's I, I like loud to right now bring up like something outside oh it's fine the, the my pick of the week is for the Apple Watch. A lot of you noticed in at Wadapalooza or in the videos from Wadapalooza, I'm wearing an Apple Watch and I'm not wearing a Whoop anymore. I did make that switch and I have a YouTube video coming up about that process. But the there's an app for the Apple Watch. It costs thirty dollars one, and it's called Athletic, A T H L Y T I C Athletic, and it is very much all of the technology in the Whoop. All of those tracking metrics that you're used to seeing your calories your hrv your recovery your exertion you know how your strain level all of that although it's got some verbiage for that but it's all there and one of the things that kept me attached to the whoop for so long and i, I love the i like the whoop i just wanted to consolidate wearing a watch and that's it not a watch and another tracking device so just having a watch is really nice one thing on my wrist is great and I, but i really liked all the data that the whoop provided for me questioning whether it was I, i'm not sure if these apps are one hundred percent accurate but i think they're in the ballpark and athletic is definitely in there it's a really nice app i like it i hated spending thirty dollars on something knowing that i just stopped a thirty dollar subscription but this is one time one fee and i've really enjoyed this app i check it every day how was my recovery how was my sleep i'm still in the habit of doing all those things and really trying to get quality recoveries with that note i did wake up yesterday deep in the red i'm like i'm doing the crossfit open and I'm in the red. This is just standard. It's just me being nervous about competition. I I, I generally will wake up in the red on the first or second day of That's a competition because I'm just nervous. Yeah. So, ah, that was par for the course. Th that was actually, that yeah, was nice. It was actually pretty consistent. You were, with, you were uh, ready to go. With the whooping. That was ready to go. This is good luck. Rick, was there anything else that no, you had on your mind before we wrap you. up? Let's uh, look forward to what we believe will be Mr. Bosman's uh, programming for 23.2. And I uh, will be sure to discuss it in depth next week. I can't wait. And I will attempt on live stream again 
during the open announcement this coming week, this Thursday at noon Pacific time. This time I will actually be at the CrossFit gym using their internet, which is blazing fast. I'm not going to depend on a Starlink or any kind of wireless. I'm going to be wired in. So we'll have fast internet. It should be a fun open announcement. If you can tune in, that's great. I love to have that chat and banter going on as we're watching this thing unfold in front of us. So it's going to be a great week, Rick. We will have another podcast coming out next week, of course, talking about the CrossFit Open 23.2. But for now, thanks for tuning in to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we help you embrace your potential for remarkable fitness at any age. If you found this episode helpful, we'd be truly grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our community. Until next time, guys, get bolder, not older. See ya.